0: everybody welcome welcome old and new to another edition of philly full court press on this christmas day i'd like to uh, wish everyone merry christmas first off i'm your host big t will and i got the producer extraordinaire mr nat marlowe merry christmas nat t what's up man merry christmas oh man feeling good the the weather's not as you know i would predict right now but uh you know feeling good how about yourself brother
1: yeah it's really uh it's really nice all things uh considering temperature wise it's rainy it sucks that it's rainy where i am right now but in terms of the temperature you know i i can't complain about it too much we had some snow not too long ago the snow is clear and i'm hoping that we get it's some nicer weather, no guarantees right there. But, yeah, I'm just happy that this is going to be a good Christmas, man. I can feel it in my bones.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of games on slate. So, everyone sit back, enjoy your turkey, enjoy your lasagnas, enjoy your prime ribs, and, uh, you know, enjoy the NBA action. We'll have all day, all day today. Plus, you know, some football sprinkled in as well. So, you know, good sports day, and uh, make sure you – uh Keep them drinks uh, topped off because uh, T-Wheels is definitely topped off. Well, what do you have right Um, now? Well, uh, it's funny he asked because it's something that dogfishes me. And uh, I tapped into it. I saw it a couple weeks back when I was in there in liquor store. And uh, I said to myself I was going to get it. They have these uh, mixtures. They have a vodka, a rum, a gin, and a bourbon. And each one is a different mixture of you know alcohol that they present. So they have um, they have a uh, compelling gym and a barrel honey. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and the gin has a a lot of a lot of uh, you know like fruit flavors a little bit, and it um, has like uh, juniper berries, orange peel, lemon and lime peel, cinnamon. uh, green cardium, uh, coriander seed, and a little lime leaf, and the barrel honey rum has like a sugarcane molasses and American oak Cascade honey, right? So I wasn't really sure which one to get because I was actually there looking for another one they had, which is it has uh, bourbon, apple brandy, whiskey. Um, lemon, tea, and pomegranate juice. And Nat, let me tell you, man, this thing is potent. It's powerful.
2: Damn! What's the <laughs> uh,
1: the alcohol content in there?
0: Uh, off the top of my head, because I don't want to uh, run upstairs and look, but I think it was like almost um fifty four percent alcohol content. Okay, okay, I can do that. Yeah, any, I think we all could do that. <laughs> well, you said uh, let me find it.
1: You said it's potent. I was worried it, would, you know, it wasn't going to be anything like Everclear or something like that.
0: No, 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 no. Um, it has, yeah, I was right. It has whiskey, rum, apple brandy, honey, lemon, and pomegranate juice. And it's, uh, this one, yeah, it's like almost, um, it looks like it's at 45% alcohol volume. It's good in that. It's good. Okay, it's got me okay. in a good mood. It's got it's got me in a good mood. So anyway, I'm sipping on that right now, and uh, I tweeted it out uh, earlier in the week, and you know had a couple people said they were gonna go out and try it. Some said they didn't even know about it. It looked good. It was refreshing, and I would suggest if you're a, a, a hardcore bourbon drinker, as myself, you know you want to sip it on some ice. Uh, if you like to mix it to mellow it out, I, I would suggest like a fruit punch or some sort of that or orange juice to uh, bring out the uh, the the different notes in the uh, drink, Nat. So now we got that out the way, good brother. You know what I'm sipping on right now? I'm sipping on a nice Sixers victory. Yes, How sir. How about you, Nat?
1: Yes, sir. That's what we all needed.
0: Me... Oh, man. A nice 6 victory. So many things out of this game. I mean, this game was a bunch of emotions for a lot of things. I was cool, Nat. be honest with you. I was cool. I was looking back and just watching, doing my observation of each player, uh, looking at the pace and the flow of the game, the spacing. As I said, I would, which I enjoyed it very much so. But we're going to talk about the bad. We might as well just jump right into it, right, now. Yeah, let's
1: start off with the bad.
0: All right, so Tobias Harris, okay? Tobias Harris did not look good at all. At one point, he was 3 of 13 from the field. And, you know, you just – you expect so much more from him right now being under Doc prior seasons and knowing Doc's system knowing his motion offense, knowing where to be on the court, knowing the pick and roll. The language isn't that much different. And, I mean, it just didn't look good, Nat. I mean, what did you see?
1: Yeah, I wasn't really seeing a whole lot from Tobias Harris. Uh, Then again, it's the first game. I'm not expecting the best performance of his life with a brand-new team, brand-new coaching staff, one game in. So I can live with it for now, but yeah, you definitely don't want to start the season off the way he did last night. He, he needs to show some improvement. But as Doc said last night, look, he he didn't play a great game, but yeah, you know, we'll work the kinks out of him. We gotta unleash him.
0: Right. We. I mean, Tobias has to be unleashed. They gotta they gotta work them out. We gotta figure out what's going on with them and get them right. And, and uh, actually, he ended the game 3 13, 10 points. He made all his foul shots. I was watching post game, and Mark Jackson said it best, man. He said, someone like Tobias Harris, who's in a slump like that, you got to get to the foul line. You got to get to the foul line and see the ball go in the hoop. Well, he was 4 for 4 from the foul line. So obviously, it didn't help him. But he's dead right. You get something like that throughout the game, you got to get to the foul line. You can't disappear on other situations of the game either. So as you're on the court and if your offense isn't going and, you know, someone said to me, well, they don't expect much from Tobias Harris on the other end. Well, you have to, because if he's, if you don't expect much from him, then he's, he's pointless on the court. So he has to dig in defensively and he has to, you know, crash the boards. He just has to be in the flow of the game. Get into the flow of the game and stop thinking so much. Because like you said, he looked like he was thinking out there. There's one play that sticks out in my head. When uh, Simmons was coming down the lane, Uh, he kicked it out to uh, Curry. Curry kicked it back down to Simmons. Simmons is at the foul line. He made a nice pass to Harris down on the box on the left side. And instead of Harris going up with it, he threw it back to Ben as Ben was crashing, you know, towards the rim. For a potential rebound. So now Ben's caught in between with the ball coming at him because he wasn't expecting Harris to give it back up to him. And that's that mentality in Harris's head is, is saying that that play right there showed me he's he's in his own head. He's thinking way too much instead of letting the game come to him. So he has to let the game come to him, and you do that by like I said, playing defense and what Mark Jackson on post game, get to the foul line. Get some and-ones or just see the ball go through the hoop. You know, go for layups. Don't shoot any jumpers. Just dive to the basket. Try to get fouls. Do it under control so you don't get the offensive foul. And, you know, let it come to you naturally. And that could be that could be one thing to break him out of, you know, one-game slump. You know, let's be honest. It's, it's one game. But even in the two preseason games, he didn't look that great too, Nat.
1: Nah, Well, dare I ask, is there a possibility we see Tobias Harris get moved at any point this season?
0: I don't know. He's not untouchable because Doc moved him before. We know that, right, Nat?
1: Yeah, he's not untouchable. And hopefully, if they can get the most out of Tobias Harris, but there's a chance... They can get the most out of Tobias Harris, but he still won't fit the system. So I potentially see a scenario where they might move Tobias Harris while keeping his trade value rather high. Because you don't you don't want to move Tobias Harris when he's bad unless you completely, completely rip off a team. Like you want to get the best possible value for. Tobias Harris in return I think the only way that you can actually do that in reality let's keep it Sixers realism 101 is if you have him play well enough you get the most out of him and he simply just doesn't fit in your system I see that as you know a bit of a realistic possibility
0: well I I think he he fits the system his just his potential that was there prior to him being at the Sixers is making it look like he doesn't fit the system. I mean, he fits the system. He's that – he's that he's just, he's the size, he's the same, he's just. I don't know how to put it. That's why I'm kind of stuttering with my words a little bit. But well, do he's you kind the, of see he's it. The, he's the size that you need at that at that spot is what I'm trying to say. You know, he's got that size. He's got the length, and he's got the ability. I mean, let's be real. He does have the ability. Did average 19 points last year. He has the ability at that spot in this system. It's just the fact that right now I think he potentially could be feeling the heat and pressure from the guys behind him, because people I saw, you know, live action tweets and posts on social media, you know, oh Tobias Harris should be coming off the bench as a 6 man, uh, get him off the court, and it's like, whoa, whoa, you don't want to bring, you don't, you don't want to start Shake Milton. We already been through that and you don't and that just that's just a defensive liability.
1: Yeah, and I okay? don't want Tobias coming off the bench. No. I want him no, in my starting no. five.
0: Right. I want him in my I you know I agree. I want him in the starting five. You don't make him a six man. You don't start maxi. He's a rookie. He's showing flashes, but you know, he's not there yet. It's you know, one let's game. be real. He's
1: we see one correct. game and a couple preseason games. No, I need to see way more than Max, it's like starting, it's like starting Matisse Thiebaud in his first couple games. It doesn't make sense, right? Right,
0: you know, and you know, let, Nat, play that clip from Doc Rivers about Tobias Wolfes. No, he
3: just missed shots. You know, I thought he was hesitant. Um, thought he had even that last drive where he made the free throws. I thought that should have been a dunk. Um, we'll watch the film. We'll get him uncaged. He'll be fine.
0: And you heard, you heard Doc right there, Nat. You heard him saying, "Look, we'll fix it." We'll get them right. You know, Tobias had a bad game, but we'll we'll get them right. And that's what I expect from the type of coaching we have right now. I expect our coaches to, to watch the film, see what is missing, and coach them up. And I think that's what Tobias thinks. He just needs to be coached up a little bit. I mean he looked like to be honest with you, he looked like he had no legs on him either. So I don't know if he did much playing in between his work with social injustice and basketball outside the bubble. So maybe he's not in NBA, maybe he's not NBA basketball shape yet. You know, he might be in playground shape, but he ain't in, in hoop shape yet. So maybe we gotta wait a week or two on him, Nat. Yeah, I'm not
1: I'm not terribly worried about Tobias Harris. Like, even though I do have those concerns, um, like, I do think that he does have the possibility to you know, um, be unleashed, as Doc Rivers said in that clip. And also, in that third quarter, look, that third quarter was full-team failure when they played against the Washington Wizards. Full-team failure, not not just Tobias. No way. You can't put all the faults on that game on him. You just can't do it. It was he a major factor in some of those problems? Yeah, but he wasn't the only one. There are some other factors in that too. That even some some of the players who were putting up good numbers. I saw some problems there as well.
0: Yeah, that third quarter, the Sixers got blitzed. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it was. They got blitzed in the third quarter and you know, there's no other way to put it. They they got caught doing what Brett Brown used to do. They got caught looking at the game and not playing. But it's a good thing. They had to feel that out. You know, it's good to see that they had the the, the moxie and the athletic ability to dig out of that 12-point hole in the third quarter and come back and win the game by seven. So that shows me something because of Brett Brown team, we've seen in the past, would fold in the third quarter and not show any fight till like three minutes left in the fourth. And they'll be down by 15, 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- this was great to to see them fight back. And, excuse me, I didn't know – I didn't think they would have any uh, issue winning this game. They just dug themselves a hole and made it look good, but – made it look bad, I should say, but it made themselves look good for coming back. I mean – MB was just an absolute monster on the court. He he had 29 points, 14 rebounds. He had 12 defensive rebounds, which I like. Uh, So that means he was attacking the glass. Um, Nat, there was something um, I saw out of MB in this game. And it's sticking out to me like neon lights, brother. It is flashing at me. And I saw people talking about Doc. Doc Rivers' press conference, his post-game. They were, you know, tweeting and writing about what he was saying, tweeting and writing about what this player said, tweeting and writing about what that player said, you know. um, But no one has said anything remotely close to what I'm about to say. And I'll give you an opportunity, brothers. Tell me one thing you saw out of MV's game last night that, I mean, quite frankly, no one else has talked about or noticed because you've been at the station this week also.
1: Are we talking about the good or the bad here?
0: No, good. I, Me, personally, I think it's good.
1: If it's, if it's good
0: uh, that no one has mentioned? No one's mentioned it, man. And you, we harped about it on his show.
1: You got to tell me, man, because I've heard like pretty much every opinion at this point that you could hear. So what is it that you're seeing that everybody else isn't seeing?
0: Joel B took one three-pointer. One. And he made it. Okay, he made it. But he took one three-point shot. And he lived in the post, dominated the post. Doc said they scored like six out of seven down there. And, you know, feed the big man. We're going to let you hear it later, but feed the big man. Come on, man. Come on. You can't get excited over that. This is something we've been asking from Joel and B from the old regime to do. Constantly, in certain games that we saw flashes of.
1: Listen, one game, one game. I am not getting too high or too low on this team just yet.
0: I Listen, we don't have to get high. We don't have to get too low, but we can call like we see it, right?
1: Yeah, in that game, that was great from Embiid. Now the next one, step is... Yeah, three. And yes, and now the next step is get more... Like, fight hard in the post on a more regular basis. Don't fight beyond the arc. No, get in the post. That's where you're dominant at. Same with Ben Simmons, too. No, don't worry about that jump shot. Like, fight in the paint. Get fouled. Put up them foul shots. They got this. As long yeah, as they this? do that on a consistent basis, they got this. It's not, I'm hoping it's not like last year where they did it. We I got
0: duped thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we, got, we got duped early last year.
1: And I said I wasn't going to get duped. I said – The bully ball method is not going to work. Like, you need more than just like shut down defense in order to win NBA games. And you know what? They won the first five, and I got tricked. They won the vast majority of their home games. I got tricked.
0: (laughs) Uh, You got grinched. (laughs) So I'm not. you got. I got drenched yeah.
1: like everyone. So, I'm not and I said to myself, I wasn't I wasn't going to fall for that and I did. But yeah, I don't I I here's the thing. I'm just not going to get too high or too low on this team early on. What Joel Embiid d- did last what Joel Embiid did in that Wizards game was great. Now the next step, do it on a consistent basis. Do it against the Knicks
0: coming up um this week do it against Cleveland because you got a, a way in a way Knicks and Cleveland do it against those two teams I want to see the same thing but man he did not even think about taking a three-point shot you know why because his coach didn't put him in position to take a three-point shot and his coaching staff does not want him taking all those threes uh, why Fresh your breath air.
1: Exactly. Fresh why do of you, breath air. Why do it when you need to? Sorry. Why do it when you don't have to?
0: Right. Exactly. When you have other players that are are on your team to do it. Man, that felt great. It felt great to see that. I, I was. I actually thought he didn't take any threes. So I had to go back and I had to go back and watch the game again to see when he took that three. And I was like, wow, when did I miss that? But. He took one three. He made it, too. It was typical Joel Embiid stroke. Nothing but net. It looked good. He made it. All right. Get your butt down low.
1: <laughs> T-Will, before we get to the next segment here, I got a little a bit of uh, breaking news for you. Okay, go ahead. You have? Do you have the Citizen app on your phone?
0: Yes, of course.
1: I just got the alert, T-Will. Got this alert. Be on the lookout. Live video of a report of a man in a flying sleigh. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to me, Nat. It's Christmas time. Hopefully our Christmas present that Sixers win the next game. We got a lot of NBA basketball tomorrow. Sixers aren't playing, but hey, you know what that means. Stress-free Christmas.
0: Yes, yes. On Dasher, on Dancer, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, on Blitzy, Prancer. Thank you, them all. I'll fill in. <laughs> I that guy.
1: <laughs> I have to think. Dash, like so. We got. Well, we forgot Rudolph, so we got to put Rudolph
0: in there. Nah, Rudolph is Rudolph. Is the you know he, he he's not on the original santa claus from 1985 brother like you don't don't always need the og come on (laughs) (laughs)
1: they needed rudolph when hey they needed him they needed him so
0: we don't have to worry. (laughs) they needed they needed rudolph last night to get through what we have right now because that fourth quarter um that fourth quarter that's right uh listen Don't, don't take, don't be duped as Matt said, don't get too high. Don't get overexcited. Just enjoy each moment because that was a, that's what we call a good win. That's what we call a good Sixers win right there. And B did what he had to do in the fourth. Doc Rivers called the correct plays. They came together after that poor performance in the third quarter and they didn't let the game get too far out of reach. They stayed within that 10-point range going into the fourth, and they and they fought back. And you saw the defense clamp down. Uh, Milton clamped down, Maxie clamped down, Ben clamped down a little bit. Uh, I, it looked like Joel Embiid was trying to kill Russell Westbrook's shot every time he went in for a layup. And he was taking out everyone underneath the basket. So I appreciate that. Uh, props to Ru- Russell uh, Westbrook for being the first uh, Washington Wizard to record a triple double and being the first player to record triple double in a new team, right, in game one. Um, phenomenal talent, even though he was over four from three, and you know he struggled from the field a little bit, but he still was giving the Sixers business. You so you can see what a talent out there. Um, the Sixers uh, still had a little fits, but Matt, no one went for sixty. No. And, uh, no one got in like real foul trouble issue because the
1: refereeing was terrible. They were. Yeah, Doc looked, wasn't having it either.
0: Yeah, did it looked like they had it out for Dwight Howard and then I mean those those refs were those refs were pretty bad. But you know that's something that time and time again you're going to have to fight through. And, I mean one night it might like Doc says. Your offense might not be there. You might have to rely on your defense to win the game, which the Sixers kind of had to do a little bit. Um, one night, the referees it might seem like every call they, they make is against your team and not the other team, and you're going to have to fight through that. So, you know, the Sixers showed a little fight, uh, a little fight through uh, the first, uh, you know, first uh, 48. But uh, listen, man, coming up, what Doc Rivers thought of the game was. Uh, this Christmas edition Of Philly Four Court Press I'm your host Big T Will That's Nat Marlowe Stay with us fam Grab your drinks We'll be back after these Quick commercial breaks
2: If you want to make something That truly reflects The city of Philadelphia It better be great It better stand The test of time You better expect to work if you want the results. That's just how the city was built. And that's just how it made. You see, here, greatness requires a push and a pull, A challenge, a goal. A chase, a pursuit. But when you get there, by day or night, you'll turn the curve into as great a city as you'll find anywhere. Where the stars light up the night, Reflecting icons. Rock the baby to sleep Reflecting greatness. George. No! Reflecting the spirit of competition okay. that's fueled us from the start. For built for the city, built for the night battle.
1: We know that we're asking Americans to do a lot right now. So we're asking everyone
4: to be selfless for others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible
5: to this virus. A question I often get asked is, why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody. Social distancing is really physical separation of people.
4: It's what we refer to when we
1: ask people to stay at least six feet apart.
5: Not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or infect you. We all have a role to play in preventing person-to-person spread of this disease, which can be deadly for vulnerable groups. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. With coronavirus still spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you are over 65 or if you have any serious underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, or if your immune system is compromised for any reason. If you're at higher risk, wash your hands frequently with soap and water for 20 seconds. Avoid touching your face. Disinfect frequently touched objects and wash up after being in public spaces. And when it comes to social situations, less is better. Stay six feet or two arm lengths away from other people. Better still, stay home if you can. If you're sick, please stay home and away from others. And if you think you've been exposed to the virus, call your healthcare provider before going to their office. In challenging times, the choices you make are critical. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information.
3: What's up, everybody? It's Carmelo Anthony. Hope everyone is staying healthy. During this time, you know, we should all be looking out for one another and staying calm and staying safe. I'm just try to stay positive as much as possible. Continue to spend this great time with your loved ones. I think it gives us a lot of perspective. Call some of your friends and your family and let them know how much you, you love them and how much you care about them. Practice compassion,
0: we have to be kind and really practice a sense of community.
2: We're gonna get through this thing one way or another and the appreciation level for everything will be at an all-time high. We all miss fans and our teammates and basketball. This is only a virus that we can beat together. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing you guys soon and back on the floor. Say, see ya!
3: See ya! Yeah, you know, we, we went to that elbow action uh, and it was terrific, you know, and. Uh, What I loved about it, I can't wait to watch the film, we got three different options on the same play. Uh, That means not only that they were engaged, but they were thinking. Uh, I thought the best play of the game was Seth's pass out of the timeout. You know, Ben made a great cut. Uh, I think Ben gets a dunk there. It was the same action. It just looked different. Um, And so that's nice. That's what you have to do to win games. You fall on a play and you stay with it until they stop it. Um, I think we scored six out of seven. Uh, on the same action. And, and it's great, I told them, that's what you do, feed the pig. If the play doesn't, if they can't stop it, keep running it. Uh, we did the opposite of that in the first half. We ran the play and scored twice and went away from it for five, for five possessions. Those are the things that can happen.
4: It's beginning to look a lot
2: like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at five and 10 listening once again
0: with candy canes and silver lanes aglow Johnny Mathis, looks like Christmas all the presents under the tree I what I wanted for Christmas this week Nat, did you get what you wanted this week?
1: I did, got some peace and quiet
0: <laughs> oh man uh, alright, listen, if that's what you wanted and you got it, you know Merry Christmas, man.
1: That's what I need. Uh, I just need a day off. That's all I need, man.
0: Hey, listen, you got it, brother. You got it. Welcome back to the Philly Four Quick Press. Big T Will Nat Marlowe here, chopping it up. Um, Nat, you just played that clip um, out of Doc Rivers. I think uh, Kevin Kincaid asked that uh, question, right? Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what. We we spoke about the last few episodes. Coming off that pick and roll, man. Coming off that pick and roll. What a luxury. We used to talk about Brett Brown and his play calling out of timeouts and his sideline uh, plays after a timeout. And for the most part, he was good. Brett usually had pretty decent plays coming out of a timeout. But that one Doc Rivers ran right there where Curry had the rock and he had he had options. And just to see Beal peel off of Simmons and Simmons wide open for the dunk, and then, you know, the picture going around with Embiid and his arms up in the air and Simmons dunking the rock and Westbrook's face getting all nice and long, like his arms, rolled real, real down to the floor because he knew that was the game. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. That was one hell of a play he drew up. And, you know, as we heard Doc just say, it's the same look. And it's the same thing that I was telling you guys, trying to break it down for for, uh, Sixers Nation a little bit, what you're going to see out of the motion and and pick-and-roll offense from Doc Rivers. You're going to have so many options off of one look Either the high-low with Ben and Joe, or the Ben and Joe pick and roll, or the, uh, you're seeing the rub play that we saw with J.J. Reddick with Curry and Embiid. And by the way, real, real quick, uh, there was a couple times I saw Embiid got real lazy setting that uh, screen to get Curry off the rub. I'd like to see Embiid uh, start hitting that a little bit more uh, consistent. Um, Matt I don't know if you saw it or not. It was like in the second quarter, he was out of position. He stuck his butt out, trying to get the uh, player to rub off and free Curry up a little bit. Curry had to give him back the rock because he wasn't in, in shooting form yet. Then he gave it back to him. Curry shot the one legger with time running out. It just looked real incoherent. It didn't look right. It didn't look it had no flow. It didn't look natural. Um, but that was also based off of M B not being in position. So, you know, I'd like to see him be, you know, get in better position if they're gonna run that that uh rub screen off the wings to try to free up Curry, i.e. like he used to do Redick and uh Korkmas. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, you're right. And with w- with that being said, even that second quarter, they didn't look particularly well. That third quarter was excuse me, that third quarter was bad, but the second quarter, it was better but it wasn't great by any means i think there were a lot of missed opportunities had in that second quarter
0: yeah the second quarter kind of fell apart midway through and um it it had no uh it's like they just lost consistency yeah they had like they a, lost a, it, yeah like it was just like a lack of focus or something you know
1: they had like a 13 point lead and then they let the wizards put up like five threes in a row
0: are you joking? Like, where was <laughs> hey, the not defense for, there? Not for nothing, the Wizards kind of clamped down a little bit. Their defense didn't look that bad, and you know they held their Westbrook own. Play, right, Westbrook. Westbrook played under Scott Brooks in OKC, so he knows he knows what he's you know what he what he wants to run and what's he doing. Um, Bryant didn't look bad, and and we know. Uh, Burton is a – he's a marksman. So they were giving him open looks when they shouldn't have. So they look like they start clamping that down in the uh, fourth quarter. But that action off of one play, man, it's going to give a lot of NBA players like – teams like the Wizards, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Cavaliers, all those – bottom feeder teams, they're going to have a problem with that. And if you catch Boston and Toronto on an off night, they're going to have an issue with it depending on the matchups on the court. So (laughs) they're going to be fun, man. The Sixers are going to be fun to watch right here. Um, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Matisse wake up a little bit. You know, get into, get into a rhythm of uh, the game. I don't think he's really into the flow of the season yet, nat
1: Nah, this is, it, again, it goes back to Tobias Harris. What can Doc Rivers do to get the most out of these players? Now, you mentioned with Tobias Harris. You think Tobias Harris fits the system really well. Uh, He, he, he just isn't there yet. And Doc Rivers said we have to unleash him. But what is it with Matisse right now? Does Matisse fit the system? Is he just not up to play with this roster yet? Or is it going to get to a point where he's not going to catch up to everybody else on this roster?
0: Right. Uh, It it seems like he is behind and he's got to catch up. Um, But the one thing about Matisse, though, that I love and that I was harping over summer to see under Doc he could be that – defensive stopper that Doc needed like a Pat Bev type deal. Um, Matisse plays D. So he's not gonna let he's not gonna let his game slack because he's not in the flow of the game. He's gonna play D, which goes back to what you just said, Tobias Harris, we're gonna need him to do. Play in the flow of the game to get yourself out of the slump. Um we're gonna talk about we wanna talk about slump players and you know, I've taken a little beating about him. You've jabbed, you've jabbed me about him. But you know, Cork Moss played twenty minutes, three for six, fifty percent from beyond the arc, eleven points, four for nine from the field. That's kind of what you want, right, Nat? He he was a plus fourteen. Yeah. I mean, you like to see that's, it. That's what I. That's what I want from a I don't need him playing. Uh even 20 minutes might be a little pushing it.
1: Yeah, no. I don't but, I don't want him out there 20 minutes at a time. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even 20 minutes might be pushing it, but you never know. it's Based on the game, based on the feel, but he was productive. And you know, a lot of people just can't get past his him being just Furkan Korkmaz. They just can't get past it and not see that he has improved on his game.
1: If there was one trap that I fell into so far this season, it was that trap because Furcon has again—it's one game, but he played all right last night. I was always skeptical ab- about him. It's like, oh god, here comes Furcon again. But look, I can't fault his game too much from last night because you could definitely see improvements in his game. You know, definitely improvements with him as compared to uh, Howul Neto,
0: <laughs> who well, we saw last night, by the way. I don't even know uh, – I'm not even going to look up his box score numbers. I don't even care. But <laughs> I forgot he went yeah. to the Wizards, and I saw him on the
1: TV last night. I'm like, no way. Is this really happening right now? This is, they're playing Howell Neto, and they were they were losing – at one point, they were losing. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. The Sixers under this new roster with uh, and under head coach Doc Rivers in the first game – they're going to lose to freaking Howell Neto and the Washington Wizards.
0: Nah, Howell Neto was a minus 14 on the court. So he's been consistent wherever he's been.
1: Pretty much. Dude, <laughs> had, there was a sweet photo of him from that game. It's Tyrese, and he's just effing with Howell Neto. He has the ball, and like, nah, man, you ain't getting this.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice shot. I did see that. That was a dope picture Uh I think uh, which is name, Alex, the guy who's uh, the Sixers' uh, photographer. He uh, he he put that out there. I'm actually we should go back and uh, put that on our pages. That was a nice a nice look right there. Um, but yeah, old neto man minus 14 on the court in his almost 10 minute run. So you know he was he did what he had to do uh, basically, which was nothing. Hey, at least he helped uh, the Sixers another,
1: this time around.
0: Yeah he, he, yeah, he helped us out, right? For once. He helped us out for once. Um, another guy that was alarming, I don't really put too much stock into it, was Danny Green. You know, Danny Green had a bad performance last night as well. Yeah. I, mean, this I, is was, all one, I was surprised right? by that. I mean, it's it's all one game, like you said, Nat. So, I mean, we don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. You're right. Just, just things you want to just point out, like, all right, Danny Green. This doesn't look like a Danny Green line, but Danny Green also played some defense. I saw him, uh, a couple steals, a couple rebounds. He had a couple assists that looked good. Um, so, you know, he stayed in the flow of the game. And that's what I think This that's why the Sixers won this game, 113 107, against the Washington Wizards on Wednesday night, was the fact that. They didn't have a good offensive performance, but they all stayed in the flow of the game. And they didn't shoot that bad either. You know, um, Curry shot 50 percent from the field and bead was almost 60 percent. Shake came off the bench. And this is why you don't start Shake. Shake is in a comfort zone. He shot almost 55 percent off the bench. You know, yeah, he he, he second lead score, 19 points. That that's a match. Shake gives you a matchup problem on the second unit ag- against other teams' second unit. That's why you keep him there. Yeah, you know you don't force feed someone like that, like a Lou Will. Lou Will wasn't a great starter, but he was a hell of a six man. Hell, he won the award, and he's been nominated for pretty much every, almost every year. So you know you leave Shake where he is in that six man role. Then yeah. shot almost yeah. Go ahead, Adam. At sorry. least
1: at least for right now. Absolutely, leave him that six man role, and if it shows that he can put up powerhouse powerhouse performances each and every single night, and if we do continue to see those improvements in his game, then yeah, maybe he should be a starter at some point, but not right now. It's way too early for him to be a starter.
0: I don't think I ever will agree to to Milton being a starter. Uh, I just like I always thought he. He'd be, he's the best fit as a six-man, and he, he's hes getting that opportunity, and he's rolling with it. Um, Maxie, you know, it, you said if Milton becomes a starter, uh, Maxie would have to play his way into being a six-man then, right?
1: Yes and no. Um, I wouldn't – the way you feel about Shake starting, that's the way I feel about Maxie starting. I mean, people are saying he's a star right now. No. Why would you start Maxie now? That is not what you want to do to Tyrese Maxie. Not this early in his NBA career. He is not LeBron James, people. Calm down. I love Maxie as much as the next person. But look, he has a role to play on this team. He has a role to play on this team. Doc Rivers knows that for a fact. That's And that's what I love about Doc Rivers. He understands certain roles guys will be playing in order to help this team be successful. It's not about... Me, it's not about I, it's about we. It's about us. What can the Sixers do to win? Not just Tyrese Maxey, not just Ben Simmons, not just Joel Embiid. What can the Sixers do to win? And I think Tyrese Maxey, obviously coming off the bench, is going and and using him effectively. And not necessarily a six-man role, but certainly coming off the bench and keying pivotal moments when you need it perhaps to come back like the Sixers did last night. Yeah. I think that's going to be a way you get this team to win.
0: I agree, man. I was nothing. I have nothing to add to that. Um, I like the role reversal that you just pivot, you know, the same way I feel about Milton and uh, Maxi. I agree. Maxi doesn't need to start and Milton doesn't need to start. This is why we need Harris to uh, step up and snap out of it. Um, one thing I do want to point out about speaking of Harris, um, did you see Sam Cassell uh, get off the bench and start ripping into uh, Tobias off of a poor rotation in the second quarter?
1: I think I glanced at so that. So was he actually ripping into him or was it just uh, like what was... Oh,
0: man, Oh This is why I loved it. I loved every minute of it. We got a coaching staff. We got a coaching staff. So the Wizards ran some action on the Far, well, from the Sixers' bench, just the far side of the court in the corner. And they were running a two-man game on the action. And the one of the player, one of the Wizards, I think it was Brian, got loose and was cutting towards the basket. And Tobias Harris didn't leave his guy and rotate over to box out. So Brian, I think he got the rebound, went back up, and got the easy bucket. And instantly, Sam Cassell was off the bench and he was ripping into him. I mean, from the bait from from the from where the coaches sit to underneath the basket when Harris caught the ball and passed it back into Ben to start the offense. He was he was ripping into him, And I loved every minute of it. Because we haven't had that in the coaching staff since Lloyd Pierce. So I I appreciated that, man. I was very. That made me. That made me more happy watching that game last night than the Sixers actually winning, because it shows that the coaches staff is invested in each player. So if the coaches are invested in these players, these players need to be invested in the coaches and buy into the system. You buy. You got a guy that's going to coach you that hard even through a game, and you're a max maxed out player and making the money. Accept the coaching and go out and play hard for your coach. There's no other way to put it. I man, that this coach's staff is legit. And give them a couple weeks. Just give them a couple weeks. Give our players a couple weeks. Let them get their NBA legs, the the traveling, all that back in their system. And uh no, this teams to be fun. Just sit back and enjoy Don't now I always say this. And you see my comments every once in a while. Don't act like the Eagles Twitter, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> don't act like, you know what? Every like, <laughs> like every fan base on Twitter <laughs> is guilty of this to some degree, but you can't act like a Twitter fan base. You you just can't. No. Like do your homework. You know, read the tea leaves. Uh, look, yeah. actually, listen to like educated, informative opinions and, and uh, knowledge. You, yeah, if you need help doing your homework, well, hey, like, look, that's why you come to. That's why you come to various Sixers podcasts like us. You know, we help you do your homework. Like, look, if you want educated analysis on basketball, you you listen to T Will over here. Like, this is what you do. Like, I've learned a lot about the Sixers by listening to T Will. Like, a lot more than like I could like. Fathom simply by watching them like on my own. And, you know, by listening to educated opinions as opposed to just listening to educated opinions as opposed to, like, just checking Twitter every five seconds to see. It's like, oh, did you see that Ben Simmons, like, can't shoot a jump shot? Oh, no way. I didn't realize that.
0: <laughs> like, look,
1: like, we like I come to people like you to actually, like, delve into the ins and outs of this Philadelphia 76ers team. That's why you come to me for hockey opinions as well.
0: All the time, man. You're my (laughs) go-to. You, you listen. You, you, and and, uh, and shout out to uh, a friend of the show, Jason Mert Mertides. He's he he was always my go-to guy, uh, coming up with hockey. And now you're my go-to guy. I'm actually I'm lucky to have two go-to guys. So if I can't get a hold of you or get you know if I can't get a hold of him, I get a hold of you. And I value your opinion up there with his opinion. So, you know, whenever I need a hockey uh question answered or a question about what's going on on the ice, you know, the posture bullies. Is that what you work with, Nat? Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's the uh that's uh, you know what what you what you are branching out and doing and and uh you know I it's very informative. I like information. I don't want to listen to another podcast of people screaming ripping ranting, and just talking i absolute nonsense i need some substance
1: yeah sometimes, i need to know why
0: yeah like I sometimes to we'll why. go into a
1: ramp but you know we'll have like an educated opinion to back it up you know it's not just right. a rant for the sake of a rant
0: right you know i need to know why you feel that way what's the reason and how can you fix it and you know i thank you man thank you for the uh the compliment, I appreciate that. Uh, hit that applause button, man, because you know a friend of mine who is not a basketball guy, not at all, and he's a football guy. doesn't Doesn't really watch hoops. And ever since October, you know, of last year, and he's been listening to the podcast, and you know he likes the Sixers, but he's so much more locked in. Because he said, yo, T, man, I, I just talked to uh, Big Dave a couple days ago. Shout out to Big Dave, man. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and everyone else. Big Dave said to me, he said, yo, T, man, listen, the last episode, how you broke down um, Ben Simmons and going to the foul line and expanding the expanding his game and stretching the Sixers game out and shortening up the time for the other team to get back into the game. He goes, I understood that completely. That made me feel good. You know what I mean? That yeah. because it's just just one person. You know, he's like you. He came into Sixers Nation and he was just raw. He knew nothing about it, and now he he feels like he can hold a conversation with someone when they're talking about the Sixers. So you know that made me feel good, man. So. You know, if I can keep doing that, then I feel like I'm doing the right thing. So, you know, that's why we have the Q&A. You got questions, send them in. Uh, at Full Court 76 at BigTWill34, or at Nat underscore Marlowe. But, um, you know, the action Doc Rivers was talking about, you know, you're going to see the same – it's going to look like the same play, but you're going to have multiple, multiple options out of the same play. And, you know, we stress that with Ben either going to the rim, throwing the alley-oop to Embiid. He caught his first one. He looked good in that. He came off the right foot. He went up for it. I mean, Joe had to be happy. You know, a friend of the show. Joe's always harping about Embiid and uh, his alley-oops. So I told him he'd be under 25 alley-oops, but he's already got one. He's got one in in the books. So, um, but... Just that type of action uh, that Simmons has. You know, he has either corner three. He's got the, the, the down pick this, the, for the far corner, or he's got the guy crashing in on him, the double team, to kick it to the, to the right corner. He's got the rotation guy at the at the top of the key where he could go in for the layup so, or the dunk. Then um, still a little hesitant. I still want to see him the, you know be selfish. But, you know, one game, I'm not going to get too high, I'm not going to get too low. Hey man, coming up. Uh what's going on with uh the love affair starting early with uh Ben Simmons and uh Dwight Goody? You know, we got that and so much more. We got QA on the other side. Stay with us, fam, keep them drinks filled up. Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll be back after this commercial breaks.
4: We know that we're asking Americans to do a lot right now. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect those. Who who are most susceptible to this virus. A
5: question I often get asked is why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody. Social distancing is really physical separation of people. It's what we refer
4: to when we ask people to stay at least six feet apart.
5: Not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or infect you. We all have a role to play in preventing person-to-person spread of this disease, which can be deadly for vulnerable groups. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. With coronavirus still spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you are over 65, or if you have any serious underlying medical conditions, like heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, or if your immune system is compromised for any reason. If you're at higher risk, wash your hands frequently with soap and water for 20 seconds, avoid touching your face, disinfect frequently touched objects, and wash up after being in public spaces. And when it comes to social situations, less is better. Stay six feet or two arm lengths away from other people. Better still, stay home if you can. If you're sick, please stay home and away from others. And if you think you've been exposed to the virus, call your healthcare provider before going to their office. In challenging times, the choices you make are critical. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. With coronavirus spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You are at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition like heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, or if your immune system is compromised for any reason. If you're at higher risk, stay six feet or two arm lengths away from others. Better yet, stay home if you can. The choices you make are critical. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information.
1: Hey, Vito's, hey, yo, oh. safe? Hold
4: up! Cheesesteak! Cheesesteak! Coming on, Coming on. What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we got burgers. Hey what's a burger. What does he want? A Burger. You got the cheesesteak. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The both Forget about it. Drop the phone. What? what? do you want? Cheesesteak? or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger. Hey, Pop, he wants a cheesesteak and a burger, in one buck. What does he want? We do that? We don't do that. Well, we don't.
3: We do, we don't that. do that. Something I need to do. to Get back on the floor. Uh, you know, Dwight's been pushing me to get better, so came out to the floor with me. Uh, got some shots up, uh, so he's just pushing me. He, he, he wants me to be great, uh, and I really appreciate that and respect him a lot, um, especially with the career he's had. Um, you know, He's somebody you know that's come into this organization and pushed me um, and, and believes in me, so to have that and have somebody do that, um, it makes you feel good, it makes you want to work, it makes you uh, hungry, and, and to have that is great. It's the most
4: wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle, belling, and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the. High, high
0: yes, sir, Nat. Yes, sir. Most wonderful time of the year. Merry Christmas once again, everybody. Big you will. Nat Marlowe. Really full court press coming at you. Uh, Nick played that shot. Uh, played that uh, cut with Ben Simmons. Does it seem like uh, Ben and Dwight Howard building a little love affair?
1: I think so. And you know, we kept hearing that Ben Simmons needed a mentor, and uh, not just Ben, but the the team needed some sort of veteran presence, some wise old sage, you know, to help push them and motivate them. It yeah, looks like Dwight Howard's the guy.
0: Yeah, can you believe it? Uh, everything that uh, Brett Brown preached that he wanted, Doc Rivers has it. <laughs> I mean, go figure. I mean, how how many how many Brett was here seven seasons? So I'd say at least five seasons. He said that he wanted a mentor type player for Danny Joe. He wanted someone that showed him how to be NBA professionals. Uh. And he never got it. He never got it. Well, listening to what Ben Simmons said, it kind of sounds like he's saying exactly what Brett Brown was saying that he was looking for for the team that uh, he has in Dwayne Howard. And, um, you know, I, just, I find it disturbing, to be honest with you, man. It, it, it kind of, in a way, okay, it's cool. I like it. I like players pushing each player, um, trying to bring the best out of each player. But like at this stage of the game, Ben, you should already be wanting to do that. You shouldn't have someone like Dwight Howard. First of all, you got, you got two guys out there that can't shoot worth a damn anyway, out there shooting extra shots. So, I mean, let's be real. All right, you do both of you both need to work on it. So, you, know, you, you get out there, you get your shots up. But you should already been doing this, fam. I mean, let's keep we keep it one hundred here at full court press. You should already been doing this. You should already been doing the extra work after the game, putting in the extra work pregame, which I know you do because I've seen firsthand. I've seen the extra work that's put in in pregame. I've been lucky enough to be down at the center and uh, watching them before the fans come in and watching them work out and get lathered up before they come back out for pregame. So, that work after the game though is crucial it's mental reps and that's and that's going to make you better you should already been doing that you shouldn't have a uh, you shouldn't have to have a guy statue as dwight howard here and holding your hand to go back on the court that's how i looked at it but you know i'll be positive i'm glad you're doing it hopefully it helps you and the team Throughout the rest of the season, and that's all I really want. To be honest with you, Matt. Matt, what do you? What's your thought about what Ben just said?
1: So my thoughts on what Ben just said, it, it, you know, it is kind of alarming that he doesn't used to be pushed this, like at this point in his career. But I mean, he wasn't getting mentored before. He didn't have the right group around him before. He didn't have the coach before it's like i don't care how long he spent time with brett brown brett brown wasn't going to get him over the hump just wasn't going to happen so now i think you actually bring in guys who could actually like push him to get over the hump this could be his time to actually do it
0: so it took a new voice basically what the fans knew you and i knew and you know local media knew they took a new voice to get him to be what he did last night then Because let's be honest, Doc Rivers was coaching that game last night. He was up and down the sideline. He was barking. The bad foul on Dwight. I thought Doc was going to get teed up. Be honest with you. He was coaching. And he had to be coaching because the Sixers scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. What? The the 76ers scored 40 points in the fourth quarter?
1: They actually made that comeback.
0: And they won the game flabbergasted 40 points in the fourth quarter from the 76ers. I can't even tell you the last time that happened. I'll be real. I didn't even look it up because I don't even know. That's not my style. I'll leave that for all you guys. You guys look up and tell me when was the last time the Sixers scored 40 points in the fourth quarter? (laughs) (laughs) It's laughable because you don't realize it until you break down the game. 40 points, man. 40 points. I mean, yo, much – I said it was a luxury to have Dwight Howard on the team to come into the games when Embiid goes off. And he's he's been where You can see a little Dwight rubbing off on Embiid, and now Dwight's pushing Ben to be great because he says he can be great. And that's, that's the LeBron – that's the that's the way Howard being around clutch sports and LeBron and then you know getting in LeBron that's LeBron talking to Ben, not being LeBron. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate it. I guess. I mean anything anything good for the team is good for me. So I want to see Ben succeed. These are my guys. Ben and Joe are my guys, man. They're Sixers. So, but it's it's a luxury to have the Howard. He's that guy that we've always needed on the team and we didn't realize it. And that coaching staff, man, I'm just, just watch. Don't, don't always watch the game. Watch everything about the game. And watch the coaching staff, watch the bench, watch the plays, watch a certain player and, and what player they're running and the flow. And then after you, you figure out what, it, that person's job is, and you watch another player, and then another player. Because you got the TV timeout at the seven-minute mark, six-minute mark. So you have plenty of time to pick and choose each player if you want to dissect each game. Another thing, the six of them was went half of the third quarter without scoring, too. That was scary. That was a little Brett Brownish. I mean, <laughs> that third quarter is always what we talked about in game one. Nah, that's a little Brett Brown is going almost the whole entire quarter without scoring,
1: it, you know? It was like deja vu.
0: Oh, man. Oh, it was <laughs> – it, it, it did have it, – it, I said I didn't have any concerns. That was a small concern that was about to creep into my uh, system until Ben went in for the jam and then came back and got the and one. So kind of – Broke the uh, snide a little bit. So, but once again, you know, Sixers get that win. We're looking to uh, start up the season off 3-0. Got uh, the New York Knicks coming up, who put up a, a good early fight against the Pacers, but the Pacers ultimately won that game. And the Cavaliers, who looked like they were going to blow out Charlotte. And the Charlotte Hornets made a monster comeback and they dug themselves a hole too deep to uh get over the hump. They lost, I think it was like 119 to 114. That's a lot of points in that game. And uh but I think Charlotte had even though LaMelo didn't look good, you know, first out in what you can expect. He's a rookie and he's young, but he is he's got star potential. Um Charlotte had like three guys like like 40 points, Matt. It was that was a wild game I came across. Uh, Looking around the NBA a little bit uh, Josh Richardson didn't look too bad Former Sixer with Dallas Um, Dallas had a good game against Phoenix Uh, Chris Paul You can see he's already starting to rub off On the the organization Out there in Phoenix So that looked good Uh, Houston game was postponed Due to uh, COVID related activities Nat once again What do we always say Protect yourselves mask up Stay home if you're sick. And, and the Houston Rockets were certainly weren't doing that. And James Harden damn sure wasn't doing that. Hanging out in strip clubs, eating waves, getting loose, traveling. Anyway, and, and taking his uh, COVID test prior to to being in the locker room. And little things are just going to keep leaking out about this. Now you see why Mike D'Antoni didn't re-sign his uh, – his coaching tenure. Now you see why Daryl Morey didn't stay. Now you see why Russell Westbrook kind of wanted out. It's all, it's all going to start leaking out. It's all going to start leaking out more and more about James Harden. Is he, is he a problem? Is he the problem that you want in your city? I can see Houston not giving James Harden the demands he wants and send him to a team like the Knicks. The, the Hornets with bottom feeders in the East because they're going to offer the best package. They're going to give Houston all those first-round picks. Sixers ain't giving Houston all those first-round picks. You know? No. No. Why would they do that? They're not doing it. Exactly. They're not doing it. I mean, if you got a package and it's a maybe a first-round and a stipulation on the second first round pick, you know, maybe a swipe, a swap or a, uh, you know, con- conditional something. Maybe that. I, I mean, I, the more and more this hardened thing plays out, the, the less I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love the beard on the court. I love him on the court, man. The guy's dominant. And I'm not saying no, but just, you know, let me see what I got right here at Philly first before I start wanting to do what most people want. And that's just to get rid of everyone for James Harden off of a slow start against the Wizards. That's just me. But, Nat, right before we get into Q&A, you got your Christmas gift, which was peace and quiet. Yes. Think of all the Christmas gifts you had in the past in your young age.
1: What was your best Christmas gift you received? The best one I ever got? Yeah. Oh man, that's uh that's a tough one. I got to I really got to sit back and think on this one cuz I got I got some good ones, but I almost have to like categorize these.
0: Man, I really <laughs> <sighs> I got you. Give me like, give me like a couple of them. You can't think of your best. Give me something that really stick out to you.
1: I right, one that really sticks out when I was uh when I was five, knew nothing about video games, and my parents got me a Nintendo sixty four for Christmas. They kind of began my journey into playing video games, which is awesome. So Nintendo sixty four <laughs> has got to be up there. Mm hmm. Oh man,
0: nice. Oh man. T. Will's got the producer extraordinaire tied up and unwrapped. Well, my favorite, I'll tell you mine while you think about yours. I got a couple too, but I have a few that stick out. So, I was, uh, I think I was about around 12, 13, and this gift caught me off guard because I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. Never crossed my mind. And you know, woke up one year and I think uh, my sister was home from, uh, from um, I don't know, boot camp, I guess you call it. She's uh, like I said, she's in the service. She was home for boot camp for Christmas. So the whole family was home and wake up. And actually, it was a, you know, it was a nice day for Christmas. I don't think it was any snow or anything, but it was blue sky, whatever. I re- remember it as clear as day. I get up. I was the first one up. You know what you normally, like, right now, when you're a kid, you're always the first one up. Yeah. So, I wake up. I was like, oh, man, it's Christmas. Went out there, you know, saw, saw all the gifts laid out. I mean, it's the, the, the gifts were just everywhere. And... I walked the way the house was set up. I walked down the hallway, hook a right, walked down the hallway, through the uh, family room. I went through the kitchen, through the dining room because I couldn't get through the the main room because it was so much stuff. So when I walked through the dining room, and our dining room was like a raised floor, so I stepped up and I looked. I had this like 13-speed mountain bike sitting there. On a on a on the kickstand. Oh, chilling. Yeah, man. I'll never forget. It. And I was just like, oh, let it out.
1: That's awesome.
0: Let, let it out. Let it scream. Let the woke up the house. You know, mountain bike was chilling there, bro. Chilling. Never asked for it. And that said, oh, that was like one of my favorite Christmases because I got. Oh, I got everything pretty much I asked for. And that was, and I got a couple things I didn't ask for that I thought was really cool. And that was one that was really cool, man. So that sticks out. So hopefully, you know, our listeners out there, they get what they asked for and they get a little surprise. And if they have kids, that you spoiled your kids because all of us, Nat, you were spoiled. I was spoiled. And some of our listeners were spoiled. And that's what made us good people today. So, but on that note, We're going to jump into a little Q&A, Nat. I know the mailbag was full, so we selected uh, a couple. We'll uh, we'll keep it rolling. You guys know how to reach us. Uh, If you have any questions throughout the season, during the game, I mean, if you have a question that arises during the game, you know Nat and I are watching the game. Nat is cutting up the game for uh, his work, so he's going to be – Definitely watching more than uh, the average person, more than me almost, if I don't go back and watch it again. Um, send the question in, send it in. We'll, we'll, we'll gladly get to it, gladly get to it. Hey Nat, what's on deck?
1: So our first one comes from Philly Joe. Why does Korkmaz get so much playing time when he has dead legs?
0: Well, I don't think Korkmaz had dead legs, man. I think Korkmaz played well. Like we spoke about Korkmaz earlier. He had uh he shot fifty percent from beyond the arc. He was four for nine from the field. You know, he played a little more minutes than we we would expect. He played twenty minutes, but he did his job. I mean he played well. And I think I think you're looking at Cork Mines as the as as the liability player that he was a year and a half ago, because last year he took a lot of strides forward. And you know, you can't Guys are gonna have bad games, just just how it is. Role players have bad games, but it just seems like when Korkmaz has a bad game, it just sticks out a little bit more because we expect so much more, but he's only 23 years old. He had a good game. I don't don't think he had dead legs at all. I think Tobias Harris had dead legs, I'll tell you that. So, but Nat, what else you got? From
1: Ruin today, how many games of crappy shooting until Tobias goes back to the headband.
0: Yeah, because Tobias didn't rock the headband last night at all. I mean, that's, that, that's a good spot right there. Maybe he's got to go back to the headband and get get jump-started, you know? Um, may, maybe he felt naked on the court. That's why he played so bad last night, 3-13. But um, I'd give it the road trip. Give him the road trip, Cleveland and New York. If he don't, if he doesn't bounce out of it by Cleveland, New York, uh, I think he goes back to the headband quickly.
1: What else you got, Nat? From the Philly Mick, it's another Tobias question. Is it too soon to say that Tobias's contract is the
0: worst in the league? <laughs> no, I mean he hasn't played up to it. He had all last season that he he only he didn't show up against upper echelon talent he played below it I mean listen there's a lot of bad contracts in the league it just so happens we got one of them we did move one which was Al Horford we have Tobias Harris's contract I trust Doc Rivers so give him some time let him work through it let him fix it and then we'll see a different and more aggressive Tobias Harris hopefully cross our fingers
1: what else you got from Clutch City. My question is, how can we move on from, you guessed it, Tobias? He seems like he's still out
0: of place on the court. It's going to be hard to move on from Tobias because of Peggy oh, piggyback off Philly mix question, the contract. So, and, and I mean, let's be real, Tobias, he had a quiet, his year is quiet, but he averaged 19 a game. We're not going to get 19 a game from Cork Mods throughout a season. We're not gonna get 19 a game if uh, from Maxie or Rookie. You're not gonna get 19 a game from Shay as a starter. You're just not gonna get it. I mean, let's keep it funky. You're not gonna get it from Mike Scott. So whatever funk he's in, he's gotta come out of it. It's only been one game. It's only been one game. Let's not get too high. Let's not get too low. But keep an eye on it. Yes, I agree. It it looks bad, and he has to play better. But it's only been one game. He's got two trash teams to come up, coming up this week with New York and Cleveland. So let's see if he could get rolling uh, against those two teams to get some swag back. And then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Give Doc some time, though, to work with him. What else you got, Nat? From Paul.
1: Why isn't Toby getting more shots up as well?
0: I don't know if he went out there after Ben and, and uh, Dwight. He could have. I mean, Dwight and Ben were the the, the talk. I, I think Matisse was out there with them on the other end of the court. So um, Toby's got he's got he's gotta do something because he's gonna catch heat early, especially off of this performance. So, like I said, let's give him give him some time. Let's see what Doc, Doc has in store for him. And uh, got two trash teams, like I just said, against New York and Cleveland. Let's see if he bounces back. What else you got, Nat?
1: From White Sheep of the Fam, Toby has to be better, but I'm willing to give it a few more weeks in the new system before cutting bait. To be honest, though, there are several NBA players with max contracts who aren't max players. Like, What are some examples of this?
0: Uh, example Al, Al Horford it's a Bad contract, it got moved And now the other team has a uh, Maxed out bad contract that they have to Deal with uh, With Al Horford um, Another one that I kind of think Is a bad contract Would be The Clippers giving all that Money to uh, Morris and Montrose Arrow but they live up to their expectations. You see what I'm saying? I'll give you a really bad contract. And it seems like this guy is just, he just he's like the Sam Bradford of uh, the NFL in the NBA. And that's Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood continues to get paid and doesn't play. You know, what's the over-under on games that he's going to play under his contract before he's out in Charlotte, before he's hurt? He was hurt in Utah and he got paid. He was hurt in Boston and got paid. And now he's hurting. I think he started the season of hurting in Charlotte and he's getting paid. That guy is the ultimate bad contract guy. But he gets paid. So, but yeah, I agree. I'm not going to give up on Tobias yet. I'll give him some time. And, and shout out to uh, uh, the process guy. You're uh, He ordered uh, one of our items, Nat and I told him I'll hold myself accountable. He did it under a uh, different app, and I never transferred over the stuff to Dana. I forgot. Got caught up in all the hype with everything else. So he hit me up and said that uh, he was wondering if the shipment went out. And I said, "I said, why didn't you let me know earlier? I could have dug into it. And he was like, oh, I wasn't really worried about it. I know I'll get it. And he says, I thought it might got caught up in the holiday uh, shuffle. And I said, well, that must have been one hell of a holiday shuffle that he got caught up <laughs> So, but uh, yes, the, the item, Dana says she'll get it out to you uh, after the holiday. She's on break right now and well-deserved. And, um, you know, we actually got Nat, believe it or not, we got a couple more people who just ordered some items too. So, we'll take uh, the process guy's item and the other couple items that we got and uh we'll get those out to everybody after the holiday um, these were just actually add-ons that but um, which is pretty dope so if anybody still wants to get a get a shirt or a hoodie or anything you know we'll just keep that tally rolling and then uh see what we bring to the next next year in 2021 uh just hit us up and let us know we'll definitely get the uh merch out to you uh, a lot of people have tweeted out their merch and, and posted it on instagram And uh, it's pretty dope. I enjoy the hoodie. Nat, I know you're enjoying the hoodie. I love it. Uh, Yeah, it's very comfy. So we'll definitely give that out to you. But uh, good question. What else you got, Nat?
1: All right, this is from Mar. Uh, We were all over Ben this offseason, but should we really have gone after Tobias Harris instead?
0: Oh, yeah, fair point. Fair point. I think uh, right around... The, right before the playoffs started back into the bubble and then getting swept by Boston. I think, Nat, you and I touched Tobias a lot, didn't we? Like, he just was not there at all. He was I, up and I'm down. My, yeah, if I'm shaking my memory, I might have to go back in our archive and uh, listen to one or two of those shows, but I think we 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 gave Tobias a, a, a fairly good kick in the butt, but not as much as you know, we did Ben all see all off season and, but Ben was hurt too. So you no know, one knew what his expectations was coming back off of the, the knee, the surge, the surgery and the lower back. Um, but yeah, man, we should have been all over Tobias and rightfully show with that contract. Definitely. I agree with that. 100%. What else you got, Nat?
1: So our last question, finally, a non Tobias question. This one comes from Thank John. God. Yes. <laughs> Every question was a Tobias question, except this one. So we're saving the best for last. John is asking, what is Matisse Thibel's role going to be now?
0: Right now, Matisse's role is fighting for minutes. Uh, and it kind of sucks because I'm a Matisse fan. And you asking that question, I guess you're a Matisse fan too. Uh, Matisse did have a late start to the, to the shortened camp uh they only had 13 guys to start camp and it was pretty thin so he's a little behind uh he has to play his way in he's gotta he's gotta play within the field of the game he has to understand what the coaching staff is asking from him to do and i think he'll do it his role right now is i would say just to play some defense crash the boards kind of be like that mike scott role mike Scott really. You don't have to call a play for Mike Scott. Mike Scott will go in and play some D, grab some boards. And if he's open for a three, you know he's going to take it. The guy has has never saw a shot he didn't like, basically. So Matisse has to kind of take that mentality. Look, When I get in, when my number is called, get in, play defense, be scrappy, hit the boards, and let the offense come to him as he gets uh, adjusted to – the new terminology. I'd like to see Matisse stay here, man. Matisse got he's got plenty of skill set. He's a good defensive player, and he can he can guard you know almost one through three, and occasional four, and that's hard to find right now in the NBA. So, but uh, good question, that man. Shut it down. Hey, look, you guys, want to reach out to myself and Philly Full Court Press? Hit us up on the Twitter. Hit us up. At Nat underscore Marlowe. That's where you can find them. At Big T Will 34. And of course our handle. At Philly Full Court Press. And that is. P-H-U-L-L-C-O-U-R-T 76. Full Court 76. Get all your questions in there. And uh, see if you can get on the uh, Q&A segment. Nat, final thoughts on this uh, Christmas edition
1: man my final thoughts i'm just happy we made it to christmas i'm happy that i'm having a safe relaxing and quiet christmas i'm happy that the Sixers are aren't stressing me out today i am happy (laughs) yes we get some a stress-free christmas we get to watch some basketball and the Sixers will won't be stressing us out on this great holiday everybody stay safe everybody have a tremendous christmas enjoy the rest of the holiday season enjoy your new year's as well uh, I hope you're all staying safe out there. It's been one heck of a crazy year, but with that being said, I hope you are all having an overall terrific holiday. Even That's right. I'm making the best of it, and you know what? This is not a bad holiday for me. It's different, and by comparison, it sucks, but it's not It's not a bad holiday for me whatsoever.
0: Well, I'd like, uh, I'd like to say Merry Christmas to you, Nat, and I appreciate you. And uh, being one of the originals of Philly Full Court Press, um, definitely can't do the show without you. And, uh, you know, thankful for that. So Merry Christmas on that one. My final thought is I want to enjoy the family time. I'm going to enjoy not being stressed out by the Sixers on Christmas. I am going to watch some good basketball. I going to watch some bad basketball. But overall, watching basketball, man, watching sports. There's some football on today. There's some football on this evening. I want to watch some football. It's a good sports day. So enjoy it with the family. Enjoy, like I said, enjoy your prime ribs. Enjoy your lasagnas. If you did the turkey thing again, like Thanksgiving, enjoy that. But do it in a safe manner please do it a safe matter. I mean, we, what, nine months into this and we still got people wearing masks under their noses incorrectly. Like, you still can't get it together. We still got people that still just refusing just to do what's right, and it sucks. And this is where we're at with this holiday. But you guys can make it special by keeping your family safe and healthy and keeping your keeping your surroundings safe and healthy. And enjoying the holiday spirit this is a this is a good good time good time to be around family because we all need it so merry christmas everybody this is philly full court press i'm big t will that's nat marlowe we'll catch you on the other side have a holly
4: jolly christmas and when you walk down the street say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see Somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me Have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year Have a holly jolly Christmas It's the best time of the year Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Oh Somebody waits for you, kiss yes, one once for me, have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year.